Welcome back to the Afrobeat Woman Podcast. My name is Shiva Kamisri. Thank you so much for joining me. Mental health is slowly but surely reaching mainstream media outlets in East African countries, specifically in Uganda, regarding my research for this podcast. Also, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the conversations regarding mental health have become more prevalent due to the experiences of prominent and influential figures sharing their stories. In this podcast, I'll be highlighting Jackie Tanduru's mental health journey and the impact of her speaking up about it in such a conservative society. The jacket that I remembered from Blue 3, the jacket that I'd known through the years, wherever you went through in your, in your musical journey. The jacket I knew is a jacket who loved her physical. I mean, every lady loves their physical. But am I lying? You love your physical. <laughs> you, she loved her physical so much. She, you looked so good in those little Beyonce skating skirts and whatever. Mm-hmm. You, 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 yeah, you had, you know. So I, I sat there and I thought how you were going to handle that not being able to be as comfortable as you know so let me ask right now how comfortable you are with your physical right now Mm. i accepted okay my mistake because um when i speak about when we go religious wise okay okay english wise when you throw a stone at a glass house it breaks and I think I messed up with um, God's temple because our bodies are all God's temples. I think I messed up with, okay, I know I messed up with his temple. So the scars that I have to remind are the repercu- repercu- repercussions of what I did. And it took a long time for me to accept that this is the consequence for what you did. Although when what I was doing whatever I did, I was happy. You were in the moment. Yeah, I was not even in the moment. Mm. At that point, I had just given up on everything. And I believe what I was doing was right. It was first reported in 2019 that Chaki Chanduru, a Ugandan singer, was battling drug addiction and depression for five years and had quit her music business within that time period since her music debut when she first came into the limelight, winning the Coca-Cola pop star TV show. And along with other winners, Cindy Sanyu and Lenina Babazi, they formed the Blue 3 Band in 2004. The band acquired many accolades such as the Pearl of Africa Music Awards for their video of the year hit song, Itachi. Two thousand and seven for their song Burn. Eventually, the band split. They all went to have very successful careers, with Jackie Chandiru fondly being called the Queen of the Nile for her unique voice, pop hits, and performances over the years. COVID-19 did highlight the importance of mental health. Trauma per se in this country is the third leading burden of disease in terms of admissions in the country. Uh, and uh, as a result of this, there has not been a very good system of handling trauma cases, especially the referral. And the setting up of centers, especially to attend to trauma cases, 
previously we had accidents and emergency centers and these are going to be improved through the training of specific staff from this particular uh, uh, department, in our special department. Peter Magella and Barbara Karugonjo note in an Advocates Coalition for Development and Environment report, and I quote, Youth unemployment stands between 64% and 70%, and 400,000 youths are released annually into the job market to compete for approximately 9,000 available jobs. And for the 30% of the youths who are institutionally qualified in Uganda are unable to find jobs, and the situation is even worse for the semi-skilled and unskilled youth. Youths who remain unemployed or underemployed and do not exploit their full potential are often associated with high incidences of drug abuse and gambling. And quote, if we backtrack to where it all began for Ms. Chanduro, you realize she had a great educational background where she attended one of Uganda's prominent Nabisinsa girls school, known for high achieving academic stance, then later she attended Vienna College International. And for university, she studied at Macquarie University, graduating with a degree of Bachelor of Arts in Industrial Fine Arts. A pursuit in music may not have been one of the first things the average Ugandan would think one would pursue. Not forgetting the conservative Ugandan experience and the media tabloids exaggerating stories with front page news focusing on fashion choices of women and how, quote, indecently dressed, end quote, they were as if men's fashion choices were any better. Many may remember the controversial 2014 anti-miniskirt law. Years before that, of course, women faced scrutiny through tabloids and only in august 2021 was that law scrapped it's um well they had their reasons and i don't blame some people there were some who had written me off i was actually killed like four times you know and i didn't even know at that time i was in hospital i was in rehab and then somebody would say ah i think i've seen something on youtube that has r.i.p jackie chandiru we shall miss you and i'm like are you serious how many times did the internet kill you four times and how many times did you, you yourself tried to commit suicide four times <laughs> so you were matching these people no i didn't even know like um the, the most of half the times that um i was killed on the internet i was actually in hospital i was in rehab oh, and because no, no, no. Stop there at the yes. pain. What were you suffering from that made you have to use this drug? I had a back injury. Oh, you had a back injury? Yes. All right. You fell down or what happened? Um, let's just say it was uh, an attack. Oh, you had an attack? A bad attack. Yes. A bad attack mm. that hurt your back. Yes. So you got yourself using this drug to keep yes. you going? Yes. It's and it actually started a pain just like a, It's a painkiller. Yes. What's the name of this drug? Pethadine. Of course, the stories were about incidences according to conservative views of the Ugandan society. The stories in the tabloids would write about anyone, but especially prominent individuals like Ms. Chandiru, who chose to push boundaries through her music career internationally and so much more. For women in Uganda to pursue a music career and still attain this level of education, it's evident she was privileged. However, she knew enough not to take it for granted. Pursuing a music career during the time that she did in such a conservative society must have been tough, to say the least. If she made even the slightest mistake like wearing a skirt deemed too short, like any prominent or private citizen, her image would be splattered all over the tabloids. If it is addiction, why don't you just take the addiction as it is? I'm addicted to something. I, why do you have to come up with me being addicted to... Um, heroin to cocaine, leave it at that. Then the next thing is I'm homeless, then the next thing is I'm this. I was just tired. 
And I'm the kind of person, even when I put, I post a video, for example, if I upload a video, I go through all the comments, all of them, whatever it is that people write, I go through. So I listen it, and it does affect me. And that's something I'm trying to work on. So when I would see all these things going on and people actually believing these stories, I was tired. I, I'm sure you've gone, you've seen one or two pictures of mine. I was tired. I was tired of life. I didn't care what I looked like anymore. I didn't just want to be there. I didn't want to exist anymore because I believed I was much better off dead. But even before all these attempts, I prayed to God. You know, I kept telling God, I would say, I'm sorry. I know suicide is not allowed, but I just can't be here anymore because I was going, sinking more and more into depression. Photos of you going out mm. looking like this. It's not Jackie Chandiru. Yeah. Those, those photos actually were taken by, uh, because, well, I was arrested for using that drug. So this drug is illegal? It's not illegal, mm. but um, because considering the fact that when you're, into some, when you're using something, you cannot accept that you're doing something wrong. Now, for me, I had the backup of, um, I have this problem so why are you judging me? Why are you calling me an addict? Yet I have a back problem. I didn't realize I had gone beyond. So at that point, the people around me had gone to police. And then those were pictures. They were mainly actually taken as evidence to go into my file. But uh, there's a, a tabloid that came and offered money to one of the sergeants. And he released. That's the only way those pictures came out. So they were paid for highly. At what point did you realize that I, Jackie Chandiru, mm. deserves a second chance? God has blessed me with an amazing talent, mm. and I need to come back and grace this world with my amazing voice. Um, it is the day I found out that um, somewhere, somehow, my grave had been dug before I had passed on. So, who dug your grave? Who dug um, your grave and you are still alive? Um, that one I would wait for you to, because I'm writing a book, I would wait for you to read the book. But, um, I was, but when, when I found out that, you know, I was still like in the balance before that. When I found that out, I said, um, whoever it is, that person or those people will enter that grave before I do. And when I kept going back, like, um, you know, I told you I read like all these comments, all these messages, like from fans, and people were, were praying for me. And I was thinking, oh my God, these people actually have this much love for me. So you know what? I'm not going to go down like this. I'm not going to go down even without people knowing exactly what happened. So I'm going to do this one more time and I'm going to do it good. How much is enough? Even for a conservative society, no one's really safe. Anyone can get it. Once a picture is taken, rumors are spread and that's it. Clearly, passion and talent are the saving grace in this story because one thing tabloids couldn't avoid reporting was Miss Chandiru's natural talent. Her raw, untapped, and unique voice was nothing like what the music industry 
had seen and her unforgettable passions. As a young girl growing up in a society like that, it's hard to imagine where she got her ambition to pursue a music career. As I mentioned previously, five years passed where she stopped pursuing her music career and started battling the drug addiction. James Kagari notes, quote, In Uganda, mental, neurological, and substance use disorders are major public health burden. Depression, anxiety disorders, and elevated stress levels are most common symptoms in suicide attempts. Uganda is ranked among the top six countries in Africa in rates of depressive disorders. While 2.9% live with anxiety disorders, about 5.1 females and 3.6 of males are affected. End quote. Culturally, it may have been frowned upon, but nobody could deny the passion that came behind the voice that is the queen of the now, Jackie Chandiru. She broke cultural boundaries by pursuing a music career while attaining an education and is now outspoken and vulnerable enough to share her mental health journey. Recording this podcast is such a full circle moment for me, especially speaking about mental health. The idea of this particular platform started in a college dorm room. Every job opportunity I ever got was because I started pursuing a dream that I knew couldn't be handed to me even after a successful career or working for other people if I ever got the opportunity to do so. An idea I pursued after constantly being told to, quote, finish school, even with all the odds stacked against me, is now giving me the opportunities I can only dream of. I can say from experience that the mental health journey, especially going through rehab, is a long, grueling journey. However, well worth it. In my experience, I was able to learn the different things and the root causes of my actions. And although I thought that weed was particularly harmless, I learned that it affects people in different ways. To put this in a nutshell, trauma cannot be quantified. Trauma informs psychologists, academic and activist Dr. Jessica Taylor notes, people are not numbers, trauma cannot be quantified. People we work with and our family members are not fours and eights. They are whole human beings with individual experiences, end quote. Speaking up about a personal experience such as mental health is not a cultural norm. However, I think we can all agree that cultural norms are not always healthy. And this is today's Afrobeat Woman's Spotlight on mental health and mental wellness, what I like to call a wellness journey. Raise your hand if you have seen a psychiatrist this week. One person? Well, everyone's hand should be up right now because you're looking at one. I am a psychiatrist born and raised in Uganda. Besides taking care of persons with mental health problems, I research and teach mental health in the School of Medicine at Makerere University. In my career, I've had the privilege of being on both sides of a mental hospital bed. What do I mean by that? On one side of the bed, I have been a caregiver to a loved one with mental illness. My brother, Luke, had grown into a handsome, intelligent, hardworking young man. 
At age 16, he was diagnosed with a severe mental illness. As a family, we took care of him the best way that we could. But after struggling with this illness for 10 years, he gave up and he took his own life. On the other side of the bed, I have been the psychiatrist taking care of persons with mental health problems. Given that experience, I know how hard a diagnosis of mental illness hits the affected individual and the family. I have lived the pain, the anger, and the shame. While in the United States, before I knew what had hit me, the hunter for solutions to depression had become hunted. I was in a foreign land with a four-month-old baby. I had left two other children, aged four and five, with my husband at home. As I tried to adjust to a new way of life, my thoughts became increasingly negative. I was a bad mother. I was a bad wife. To make matters worse, I was failing to attain the grades required of a doctor student. So I was a bad student. And to add insult to injury, my, my academic advisor had told me that his only responsibility towards my academics was to sign my official documents when the need arose. Given my experience in mental health, I knew I was sliding into depression. So I told myself, Ethel, you must reverse the situation immediately. I mustered all the courage I could, and I went to the student's assistance program to get help. I was commended for seeking their services, and they asked me to share my problems, and I did. And afterwards, I felt like a heavy load had been lifted off my chest. I was feeling better already. I knew I had come to the right place and more help was on the way. But then, this is what I heard. Your insurance is the wrong type for this facility. You need to change that. At the moment, there is no therapist who is a good fit for you. When we find one, we'll get back to you. In the meantime, go to the Dean of Studies and declare your disability so that you can get consideration in your examinations. And if you get any thought of trying to kill yourself, quickly run to the emergency room. <laughs> now, think about that for a moment. I realized I had to help myself. And this is what I did. Number one. I continued to share my problems, my difficult situations with people I trust in my network. I called home more often. I talked to my husband about the children, my worries, and he responded by sending me their report cards. <laughs> my children were scoring grade A and mommy was scoring grade C. This was a wake-up call to stop my excessive worrying. My children were fine, they were thriving. 
then came up with a bold idea to develop a culturally sensitive group therapy program to treat depression. And these are the four aspects of that program. Number one, the program uses talk therapy to treat depression. According to the World Health Organization, talk therapies should be the first treatment for mild to moderate depression. Number two, the program uses a group approach to deliver this talk therapy. From the works of Stephen Bickle, it is well documented that Bantu Africans have a natural tendency to form group friendships. As Africans, we see our community as an extension of ourselves. So our group approach is not only a good fit for our culture, but also allows greater access to the program. Number three, the program provides knowledge and skills as opposed to handouts. Participants are taught how to seek social and emotional support. They're taught how to practice positive coping skills. We teach them how to identify and initiate small, viable income-generating projects. We provide them with basic financial skills like how to get the money, how to budget for that money, how to find market for the product. The last thing is that in this program, we ensure that the group sessions are culturally appropriate. What do I mean by that? Participants attending this program are put in gender-specific groups. That means women meet alone and the men meet alone because the issues are different. The facilitators of these groups must be the same gender as the group participants. The group facilitators guide the sessions using a manual in the local language. Local rituals are inserted within each group sessions, and in between sessions, participants are given assignments that increase social norms and values. The women in this program prefer to sit on a mat, and they're allowed to do so. And they've nicknamed this mat the pain reliever, a clear testimony that whatever they discuss on that mat relieves their pain. This program has received both national and international praise. We have been supported by the Canadian government through Grand Challenges Canada, as well as MQ Transforming Mental Health, a charity based here in London. When we interviewed Severino two years after participating in this program. He referred to the group sessions as the best talk of living. He's on words. My colleague at the graduate school never had the chance to share in the best talk of living. Perhaps if she had, she would have felt as empowered as the men and women we have supported since then. There are millions like her without access to culturally sensitive talk therapy. I'm sure you all know someone who might be struggling with depression. What can we do about it? What can you do about it? We have a formula here that works, a formula that has been published in The Lancet.
HIV journal. You can spread the good news. My dream is to see this program embedded in other health programs, not only in Uganda, but also in communities across Africa. We will not only save lives, but we'll help people thrive. I believe that together we can give so many more the best talk of living. Thank you. Thank you to clinician and mental health researcher Dr. Ethel Dreda Nakimuli Mpungu for being vulnerable enough to share her personal journey about mental health during her TED Talk. I love the fact that she's not only a researcher but has lived experiences that she's able to implement through her program. Thank you to Jalas for the Bonga Na Jalas show where I was able to get resources in terms of what really happened. I wanted to get more in-depth questions and through that interview I was able to offer this on this particular podcast also thanks to Caritas Karisimbi on the chat room show I was able to hear from Ms. Chandiru's doctor I think you guys should definitely check out that link because it's quite interesting hearing from uh, Ms. Chandiru's doctor you get more information in regards to that last but not least Dr. James Kagari for his article mental health in Uganda that was published in 2021 January on the American Psychological Association website. That's APA.org. Also, Peter Magella and Barbara Carugonjo for their article, Youth Unemployment and Job Creation in Uganda, Opportunities and Challenges. That was for the Advocates Coalition and Development and Environment Report. And also, not last but not least, Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. I know it's been a little while. I just wanted to make sure that I brought you something fresh or I could be able to bring you something fresh before I just come back. I just didn't want to come back empty-handed, and this is the best way that I could come back. Uh, I ended up getting uh, COVID, so <laughs> I've been through it. Um, I went through a lot. So it wasn't just that I was quiet, but I... I had to take care of my own mental wellness for me to continue this. I didn't want to just come back empty handed and I wanted to bring something new. So I hope you've enjoyed this and I hope you like the programming this far. I will be back. Don't worry. I will not be taking so long before I come back with a podcast. So thank you so much for everyone for listening. Thank you. I really appreciate you. I hope you've been inspired to beat to the drum of your own divine purpose. Till next time, I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.